As we enter 2024, maybe you're facing a big decision. Something like, should I get married? Maybe you're wondering, should I go to college? Or where should I go to college? Maybe you have two kids, you want another one, or you're thinking about having another one. Yeah. These are all decisions that we have to make in life, and how do we know God's will? We're going to talk about it this morning with Ray Pritchard, and he is from Keep Believing Ministries. We've talked with him before. He has some great booklets and books and resources available for free. Good morning, Ray. Good morning, Deb. Good morning, Seth. Great to be with you guys. It is wonderful to have you with us. Uh, five Keys to Unlocking God's Will. I have to tell you, this is one of the things that I have struggled with all my Christian life is trying to figure out with when I have some this desire to do something, is it God's will or is it my will? <laughs> I have struggled with this all my life. There's no question more fundamental than, Lord, what do you want me to do? And that list of questions that, that you read just a few moments ago, should I get married? Who's the lucky person going to be? How am I going to meet them? How are they going to meet me about having kids? Or, you know, uh, I've got a job, but they've offered me a new job. I live here, but I'm thinking about moving there. Lord, what do you want me to do? I think we obsess over decisions when the deeper question is, do we have a heart to really do God's will? Because I think the most fundamental truth about God's will is, if you truly want to do God's will, you will do it. Which, and that still doesn't answer the question about the job or about the investment, about where your kids are going to go to school and all the rest of it, but it is the most important question in life. Not just, how can I make this decision, but do I really want to do God's will? Because I believe if you truly want to do God's will, you will do it. One thing you say in this booklet that I find so helpful, Ray, is you tell us whose responsibility it is to know God's will, and whose is it? You know, sometimes, Deb, we act as if God is playing games with us, as if the Lord Almighty, who sits on the throne in heaven, almighty, omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent, add any other words you want to add, the Almighty God is trying to play games with his own children and hide his will from us. No. If, if you want to think of it this way, knowing God's will is really God's problem and not ours. Now, understand, I'm using the word problem in a loose way there. God, our Father, has no problems at all. But what I mean is, it's really his responsibility. He is more willing to show us his will than we are to know it. He's more willing to reveal it to us than we are to do it. That's why I think the great question of life is, am I willing to do God's will? And I think sometimes the prayer, and I would encourage, uh, I would encourage our listeners today to, here's a one-sentence prayer, it's helped me greatly. It's not just simply show me your will, but Lord, make me willing to be willing to do your will, whatever it might be. Make me willing to be willing. Lord, do whatever divine heart surgery needs to happen inside me so that as your will is unfolding before me, I will be happy to do it and ready to do it and won't go through life grumpy and fighting your plan. Because I think that's really the issue. Is my heart bent toward doing God's will? Again, if you truly want to do God's will, he's going to make sure that you do it. 
How do you suggest that we get over the fear? Because there are times when we want to follow God, we want to be absolutely sold out, 100% obedient, and then in comes that little voice that says, well, what if he sends you to a part of the world where it's dangerous? What if, you know, what if what you yeah. attempt, you are a complete failure and people laugh at you? What what if? And I know where that comes from, but how, how do we battle that? All right, we've got to go back to the basics. The, the, to me, the most fundamental principle or passage in all the Bible about the will of God is the one that everybody knows. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. If I start to say it, everybody will say it with me. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Mm. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will direct your paths. Of all of that, and there, that's where these five keys come from. The, the five keys are five words in that passage, but the first one is the most important to trust. It means, well, in Hebrew, it's a very strong word. It means to rely upon something for complete support. It's what you did last night when you laid down on your bed. You laid down with your full weight upon your bed because you knew it would hold you up. To trust in the Lord means to take all that you have and all that you are and rest it completely upon Almighty God for full support. All that you are upon all that He is. That's where knowing the will of God must begin. And I think, Seth, that the fear comes because, to use that bed analogy, it's as if you're sitting on the edge of the bed and you put your hand down on it, but you're not sure. And uh, you stand up, you sit down, you walk around the bed, you look at it, you're just not really sure. You'll never know if the bed can hold you up until you finally lay down and rest your full weight upon it. The same thing is true in our relationship with God. The issue is not, should you have the surgery or not? And I know that's a big question, a big question. But that's not really the issue. It's not whether you should go to this university or that university or have this many kids versus that many kids. It's not even, should I be a missionary or should I stay at home and and serve the Lord here? Those are hugely important questions. But underneath it all is this, am I willing to risk all that I have upon all that he is. And I think if you answer that question first, then the rat, now I'm going to say it this way, Seth, and it's, it's going <laughs> to, I'm just taking a deep breath thinking about it because these are big decisions, but mm-hmm. everything else is just details. Mm-hmm. The real question is, am I willing to risk it all upon a God who knows me and loves me and cares for me? If you can answer yes to that question, Everything else really is details, and in God's time, it will all work out. So, Ray, if that's the case, how do we face a decision? What What do you do when you have two options that look equally good? I mean, you know, either way would be okay. Well, okay, we're not talking about one way is clearly biblical and the other way is clearly right. unbiblical. For instance, you don't have to pray about, should I commit adultery? We already know. We have the Ten Commandments, right? So we already know this is the right way, that's the wrong way. But you're asking a different question. Should I buy a a Chevrolet or an Oldsmobile or a Hyundai or a Toyota? (laughs) Right, right. I, I don't know a verse in the Bible that would say, buy a Toyota 
or a verse that says, don't buy a Chevrolet. I'm not aware of any, <laughs> any verse in Greek or Hebrew that says that. Well, it did I say think... that all the disciples were of one accord, so maybe they're leaning toward <laughs> Honda. I don't know. I'm just okay, taking a guess. Answer, ladies and gentlemen, buy a Honda, right? <laughs> you know, that was good. Except for, and the reason we laugh is because in the end, the question is, am I going to serve God? Am I willing to follow him and do his will? Whether I drive a Honda, whether I drive a Hyundai, whether I drive a Toyota or a Jeep or you name any of the other cars out there. Because listen, or let me put this in a, in a different context. You've got a job offer in Rock Springs, Illinois. You've got another one in Darlington, South Carolina, and you've got one down there in San Diego, California, the beach and all of that, okay? The question is not, should I go to Rock Springs or Darlington or should I go to San Diego? It's interesting. You should make the pros and cons list. You should talk to people. You should pray about it. You should ask Lord directly for guidance. But in the end, that's not really the question. The question is, am I going to be God's man or God's woman wherever I go? Am I going to be God's man or God's woman in Wyoming or South Carolina or California? Because, listen, if you're not going to be God's man or God's woman, if you're not really going to be dedicated to doing God's will, it doesn't matter whether you go to Wyoming or South Carolina or California because you can disobey in any place. The issue is always the same. Am I willing to trust all that I am to all that God is, and am I dedicated to doing God's will step-by-step day by day, moment by moment. If the answer is yes, Lord, I truly want to do your will, buy that Chevrolet or buy that Honda and or buy the Jeep, whatever it is you want to buy and can't afford, and God bless you because I don't think you need to. I don't think you need to obsess about questions like that. Use the wisdom God gave you. Trust him with the results. That's so good. You know, and- mm-hmm. That's so freeing. And that's what was just exactly what I was going to say is it takes a lot of the pressure and the stress and just takes it away. It's like the the stress and the anxiety and the pressure is all applied on ourselves. God's not putting that pressure on us. You know, either we believe in a God who loves us and cares for us and has a plan for us, and he is working through the tangled mess of life. I saw that mm-hmm. quote from Jay Gresham making the other day that through all the tangled threads of history, well, forget history. My life is tangled up enough as it is. I, I can't solve the problems of the world, but I see a lot of tangledness. Either we believe that God's purpose is being worked out throughout all the inscrutable, uh, tangled mess of life right in front of us, or we don't. And look, guys, Seth, uh, Deb, if we're on our own, we are really in trouble. We're yeah. sunk. Yeah. But we're not on our own. And that's the great good news of Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord. Don't lean on your own understanding. Get to know God, which is what acknowledge really means. Get to know God deeply and personally and intimately. In all your ways, acknowledge Him and what? He will direct your path. He'll get you from where you are to exactly where He wants you to be. Love you it. can have confidence to God who made that promise He's been keeping that promise for thousands of years. He's not going to break it now. You can trust him. Oh, I love that. 
Yeah, that is, that is uh, again, it just, it's freeing. It, mm-hmm. is, it is really, truly freeing. Okay, so how do we get a hold of your publications and just, um, just steep in, in God's Word through some of the things that you've written? We have this booklet, Five Keys to Unlocking God's Will. It's at our website, keepbelieving.com. There's a drop-down menu, keepbelieving.com. You'll see a drop-down menu at the top, and go to the one that says uh, resources and booklets. Uh, we have, I guess, uh, 14 or 15 booklets about issues of the Christian life just like this. You can download the PDF. Uh, you could download that this morning. It's completely free. Or you can order printed copies and just click on the order form uh, on our website, and we'll be glad to mail you copies. Either way. So come to keepbelieving.com. All of our resources are available there. We really appreciate you, you, brother. Thank you, Seth. Blessings to you, and Happy New Year to all of our friends.